Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show and a midweek instalment of Bullet Points. Now, we're at that point in the year when it's easy to feel overwhelmed. I'm recording this in November 2023, and I'm having a lot of conversations with friends and colleagues, and the whole energy is too much to do and not enough time to do it. And the word that keeps getting thrown around is overwhelm. But what if you're not overwhelmed? What if it's actually something else? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, before we get ahead of ourselves, this realization came to me when I was driving home from seeing a friend the other night. She's one of my closest, and so our conversations are pretty honest and raw. Like You've known me well enough by now if you've been listening to the show for a while. You've heard a lot of my conversations. I'm sure you can imagine what my personal chats are like, I'm sure. They're very, very honest, very real. And it was another conversation I've had with someone close to me where we've naturally come to the topic of having so much on our plates and not having enough time to do everything that we need to do. And the word that tends to get thrown around during these conversations is overwhelm. And it's a word I know I reach for when nothing is really coming together, and I'm frustrated that I either have to give things less energy and attention than I want to, or simply can't get around to them because my workload is too massive. I have never, ever used the word overwhelmed without feeling perhaps a little bit tearful, frustrated, and pained. It's a word I use at the point that exists just before breaking point. If I'm saying I'm overwhelmed out loud, it's a cry for help. And as someone who doesn't like to or finds it very difficult to ask for help, this is as loud as my cries for help get. But it's a it's a sign I'm in significant distress, that I'm worried, that I'm struggling, that I'm fearful, and potentially that I'm on the brink of a big cry. And what really bugs me about this is I don't actually have an appropriate strategy for how to deal with being overwhelmed. What normally happens is it passes, but not because I've done anything to make it pass. And I'm taking a punt here and assuming that you're listening to this and you're perhaps experiencing or feeling the same. And it just means that what I feel like is that I can bumble from one period of feeling overwhelmed to another. It means that overwhelm is always in the offing. That wanting a bit of a cry or wanting someone to come in and help and take some of the burden off my shoulders is always on a repeat cycle that I don't really have any control over. So as I pondered this, as I drove home, overwhelm feels extremely emotional. I feel it in the pit of my stomach. It appears in that hot feeling on my chest and neck, and I don't care for it. And I also don't care for seeing it in my friends either. So a few things came into my head on that drive. 
One of them being that it seemed so odd that so many capable women I know are experiencing the same thing. Now, this isn't just a women-only thing, but it just so happens that a lot of the friends that I've been hanging out with recently have been my female friends. And so I am drawing my data from predominantly female conversations. And it's always people who are smart, accomplished, diligent, and entrepreneurial. So I had to ask myself, is it really overwhelm? And I do love an analogy, and I started thinking about computers. And computers do so much, and yet computers slow down and sometimes crash under the burden of all the tasks that we ask them to do. But we don't say, my computer's overwhelmed. We're far more likely to say that the computer's been overloaded. And we'll also be much more likely in that situation to do the kindest thing for the computer, which is to turn it off and turn it back on again, usually giving it a few minutes while we run out to grab a coffee or make a cup of tea, to give it a chance to reboot, cool down, calm down, and start again. But that's not a solution that we always are able to or can afford ourselves. And it made me think, if overwhelm is emotional, then overload is much more of a cognitive issue. Overwhelm is stressful because it's an emotional reaction to your to-do list. You know, just by looking at it, that it's too much and it immediately triggers feelings of inadequacy. You don't know where to begin. You are beyond the point of being able to prioritize, to be able to look at the to-do list with any kind of pragmatic or practical approach, and it's upsetting. Overload, on the other hand, is having too much to do and just too little time to do it. And perhaps for me, what makes the distinction is where there's an emotional perception of not being able to do everything with overwhelm. Overload is when you know exactly what you need to do. You know exactly how you need to do it. You know exactly how long you need to do it. And the component parts that mean that the job can be done well, yet you simply cannot give the task that time. This is why we come back to computers, because sometimes computers can do everything really well, very quickly, without buffering, without delay, and we take it for granted, much as we do with ourselves. Until something goes wrong with the connection, a hard drive is getting full, and the tasks that the machine can usually do simply take more time, and therefore it all becomes very frustrating. Because we're used to it working well, so when it doesn't work well, we don't get it. We get frustrated, we want to... We don't always want to reboot things. We sometimes want to give them a bit of a bash. Oh, I know if I, if I hit the back of the screen, maybe it'll work faster. And obviously that doesn't work that way. Now, clearly, these two ideas of being overwhelmed and overloaded aren't dissimilar. And it occurred to me that there must be an intersection where the two meet. And I suspect that if you're feeling overwhelmed, you've probably been overloaded for a while. You've known in a very practical sense that your to-do list requires more than you're able to give it, but you've been pushing through, hopefully, thinking that at some point the workload will yield and there will be some respite, but as one task is completed, another one, often a bigger one, might take its place. I know that a big thing for me this year has been trying to think bigger and therefore what I am usually capable of doing I have wanted to be able to do more. I have wanted to look at other opportunities. I have wanted to take on more work or or try my hand at bigger projects. And that's why I think I've found myself in this place quite a lot, especially recently, of just kind of like, oh, ooh. And there's another thing I've noticed from our conversations, the conversations I've been having with friends over these last few months, is that while we can talk about delegating or maybe getting some help, whether that's in the short or long term, What we're all realising is that what we really need is a clone, another version of ourselves who can share the burden of the work, that when we're not feeling overwhelmed or overloaded, we can accomplish with ease. That's the thing. Delegating, training somebody up, all of those things take so much time and effort. And what so many of us are saying is, I just need 
more hours in the day or I need another one of me. And obviously none of those things are things that we can create or make happen. So we have to think outside of that. So overload, while not as emotional as overwhelm perhaps, is maddening because we know how to complete whatever the tasks are that we have to complete. We just can't do it to the quality and or the standard that we know we're capable of and have probably done in the past. I think that's the thing. We have muscle memory of being able and being capable but sometimes it's just too much and you know that you're just not going to be able to do it. And let's face it, that just adds to the feeling of crappiness. Now, wouldn't it be wonderful if I ended this episode of Bullet Points with a definitive solution so you never have to feel this ickiness again? Well, mea culpa, I brought this to the table, but I don't have the answer. I'm so sorry, listeners. I really wish I did. Or at least I don't have an answer that I think most of us want to hear which is the answer to how can I not feel overwhelmed or overloaded and just get everything done that I need to do, which is not the answer. Because the the answer, unfortunately, is annoying and obvious, which is to take on less and to say no to any more demands, to be to be open, whether it's in the workplace, at home, or wherever it is that these demands are put on you, and to be able to articulate very pragmatically very plainly that you're at capacity and taking on more will result in a reduction in productivity and potentially quality of your output and I know it's annoying because even as I was thinking about that I thought well I I would struggle to do that because I don't want to admit defeat I feel as though I'm admitting to a failing and I've worked in many roles in the past where I've been so terrified of saying no or saying I just simply cannot take that on because I don't, I don't give the impression to an employer that I'm, I can't do those things because I worry that what it will say silently, wordlessly, is that I'm failing or underperforming at my job and that that will, I don't know, hit me in the face down the line where when I go for an appraisal and we come for a salary review or any of those things, I just, I want to always look as though, no, absolutely fine, smile on my face, no, that's absolutely great, no, no, no problem, I'll get that to you tomorrow. I've done that in the past and it's it's not entirely healthy. And I think it's a way of working that many of us might need to unlearn. Saying no isn't a failure or isn't a sign that you're underperforming. It's just really wise. Let's take it back to the computers because I think that's a good place to take it back to. When you open another tab on your browser or you start up another application, the computer doesn't say, hang on, are you sure? I'm already using up a lot of RAM. I think that's a computery thing that slows things down. I'm already using up a lot of RAM and that's going to slow things down significantly. It doesn't give you a warning. It doesn't say, hey, maybe close something down. Maybe, maybe are you sure? Maybe take a break. It just stops functioning. You will try to do something and you will get the rainbow spinning wheel of death. You will hear the fan start up at the back of the computer because everything's working at capacity and it's really started to heat up and you're worried that the computer's going to go bang. Or there's a frozen screen and nothing happens. So in an era, in the era of AI and artificial intelligence, be smarter than a computer. Make the right noises when you're fielding too many demands. So you don't get to the point where you're the human equivalent of a frozen screen or a flashing alert saying, force quit, application not responding. Let's get better at saying, you know what? I know my strengths. And if I take that on, everything else will suffer. So either shelve it for a later date, delegate some current tasks, or just say no. And you can say, listen, when I'm not overloaded, I am the best person for that job. 
but I just have too much on at the moment to be able to give it what it needs. So, sorry, no, or can we postpone that? I think that's the only way to get out of this cycle of being overloaded for a significant amount of time and then getting to the point of overwhelm. So, you know what I'm going to ask. Let's discuss this in the Facebook group. Come on, the link to join is in the show notes. All you have to do is go to Facebook and type in The Emma Gunn Show and let's have a chat about what it feels like to be overwhelmed, overloaded and any strategies that you might have for being able to communicate those feelings so that you don't feel as though what you're actually saying is help, I'm underperforming or I can't do my job. Somebody listening to this must have some excellent strategies for how to communicate this, whether it's in the workplace or at home. So please do share them in the Facebook group. You can also DM me on Instagram and Twitter where I'm at Emma Guns. And you can also email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoy this episode, if you think that it was useful, please share the link on social media so that your followers, the people that you're connected to can also see it. Whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Facebook, it would be great to know if this has been helpful for you and therefore if you would like to pass it on to others uh, who might find it helpful too. So I am leaving you with this episode, hoping that if you are feeling any of those things, that you are able to feel less overwhelmed, feel less overloaded, and that you finish the year feeling much more buoyant, because that's what I hope for everyone who's listening. So thank you so much for your time. I will see you on the next one. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.